Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know that I love in the world of entertainment. That can be from anything ranging from films, uh, music, video games, and of course television shows. Um, Today we are going into films and I kind of hinted at uh, the film I'm going to be talking about today last week when we did music and talked about Sander Lerke, uh, one of my favorite artists in music and I alluded to how when I discovered him it was through the film that we're talking about today and so um, if you are familiar with Sunder Lyrique you probably already know that today um, I am going to be talking about the film from 2007 Dan in Real Life I love this film I loved it from the moment I saw it the first time Um, I actually saw it in 2008 and I just have a lot to talk about with it so let's get going So my discovery of Dan in Real Life um, was in 2008. It had actually come out in 2007, and I remember kind of like hearing about it and seeing like little previews and stuff, and I was kind of like, it was kind of weird casting. I I thought that right off the bat, because I was like, okay, Steve Carell, okay, Uh, Juliette Binoche, which is like, you know, she's like a very well-known like drama actress and then Dane Cook like okay <laughs> um, and so like it and it of course has other like really big names in it as well but those were like the three prominent um, you know actors like they were you know discussing in the marketing of the film and I just kind of was like it wasn't that I wasn't interested but I was kind of just like it wasn't on my radar to see like I don't know what it was it was just kind of like mm, okay I don't know how that's gonna be so maybe someday and so it was about a year later when it was you know out on dvd and all that and i was at the video store and i just saw the cover and i liked the cover it's like just of steve carell his head sort of on a plate of pancakes and i thought that was kind of peculiar and i thought you know it's probably just going to be like steve carell doing sort of like you know his you know michael michael scott officey character but you know let's see what happens and Let's let's go ahead and rent it. Like, what have I what have I got to lose? And so I rented it from the video store just based on the cover and based on remembering hearing about it. And I and I am a fan of Steve Carell and I really like him as a comedic actor. And I did at the time as well. And right off the bat, when I when I start watching the film, I'm like 15, 20 minutes into the film, I'm like the tone of this film already is catching me off guard. And I really like it. And I liked the fact that he as an actor was kind of throwing himself into a role that really had to um you had to sort of like overlook your expectations of who he was because you know if of course if you're familiar with the office i mean he michael scott who is the character he plays in that show is a completely different character than who we get in dan in real life and so right off the bat you're you you really notice that he's actually a really good dramatic actor like he's just a really good actor in general like I mean comedy of course is already difficult and that he can also be sort of a chameleon and jump into a film like Dan in real life being what it is and what it's about is is admirable and I think it really shows off his acting chops and so just some backstory about Dan in real life in terms of what it is about um, Dan in real life is a sort of like comedy drama dramedy sort of um where it's about steve carell who plays dan and he is a columnist um and he get, he kind of just writes about like 
he answers people's, you know, um, questions about parenting and he himself has three kids and he's, he's a widower and his wife passed, you know, some years ago. And so he's dealing with still the loss of his wife, his wife. You can tell that it still affects and impacts him in terms of his emotional state, but he's also sort of keeping it together by taking care of his three daughters. Um, they pretty much age from the oldest is like, I think in high school, like starting out driving. And then the next one is like, maybe in her first year or so of high school and then the next one is like more of a child um, of age elementary ish school uh, age so he's dealing with having to take care of these three girls and just you know the, the sort of typical parenting stuff comes about like in conversations and stuff and so they um, end up heading off to his parents who live in New England and it's kind of like fall time and and really like that kind of season and so as they are on the way to the to the families and, and they arrive and everything, um, you realize like his other siblings um, are coming there with their families as well. And this is like a thing they seem to do like yearly where they kind of just get together as a family, like take away, take a break from their daily lives and just kind of hang out. And so like it, that's sort of the gist of the film is just him kind of like having to keep it together while also, you know, being in like that sort of family environment, you know, catching up with everybody. Um, in person and you know it seems like a very straightforward you know simple film and so one day his parents suggest he go like to the to the, in town and just to kind of get away like they're going to take care of the girls like all the other families there so you know they realize that Dan as a parent a single parent is um, you know not often able to do that so this is his chance so he goes into town and it's kind of got that sort of seaside scape um the the dock the boating dock and it's just very 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 new england uh looking and so he stumbles into this bookstore and right off the bat he sees this woman and um you know it's kind of like this interest of at first sight kind of thing he just you can tell like he's really interested in her she, he seems to think she's interesting um and she's kind of inquiring to um trying to inquire about like various books and stuff to purchase at this bookstore she seems to be kind of like anxious or um, just like stressed about something and so they strike up a conversation it's like kind of a, like a nice meet cute moment where you know the characters uh, get to meet each other and you know there's there's a chemistry built like right off the bat so you know like the, a lot of the romance is gonna be based off of this couple and they just had he spends like all afternoon there and everything and she's kind of like oh I gotta go you know and it's been really great talking to you and he's like okay great they exchange numbers and, you know, we get the impression, okay, like, or he gets the impression rather, like, maybe he'll see her again, maybe not. But it was nice to, like, have, like, a conversation and kind of get away from his sort of mundane situation and, and just um, very routine-like type of life. As he comes back home, this woman arrives who just happens to be the woman he was talking in the bookstore who is dating his brother, who he didn't realize was with anybody. Um, he never really asked her if she was with anybody, and, and they were literally just talking. Um, and so now the conversation is, the, the film reveals itself to be more about like him having to sort of deal with this person that he seems to have a lot in common with, a lot of chemistry with, but she is just newly dating his younger brother, uh, who is played by Dane Cook. And so that sort of uh, sets up kind of a small love triangle uh, sort of situation. And from there on, you know, it's just like a lot of comedic uh, situations where he's trying to kind of keep it together. He doesn't really want the family to know what's going on. And he, of course, is dealing with his daughter's, um, you know, issues that they have. And it's just like a lot of going, a lot of things going on, which this is supposed to, you know, be like this 
relaxing environments. You know, this is supposed to be like kind of a mini vacation and it's anything but. And so that is really the gist and the summary of the film. I'm not, of course, going to explain what happens, but it's a really uh, charming film nonetheless. And so just some standout components um, for me that stand out. So for me, the tone of this film, I mentioned that before, it really has a very particular tone that it sustains throughout the entire film. It, this is not this like sort of slapsticky, like in your face, like really loud type of comedy. It really slowly reveals itself, and and that's a thing that it has going for it that I really like. Um, the, things aren't necessarily like spelled out for us as the audience. You know, they seem the the writing seems to trust the audience to sort of follow along, and and oh, okay, this is like it's not like we are we are told to the audience, okay. Um, you know, every year we go to the, everyone gets together like at this time, you know, during this particular season and, and, you know, uh, my wife has been dead this exact long time and, and it doesn't, it doesn't dispel those things out. I mean, there's a lot of conversations that allude to those things. Um, but you, it really forces you as the audience to pay attention, which is something I feel like gets lost in a lot of modern films is like they, a lot of modern writing doesn't often trust the audience to sort of follow along and like, like, you know, stay with the film as it progresses and as it reveals itself. And because of it having that tone, it really has kind of like a very familiar feeling it gives off. It's not necessarily like nostalgia, like it's not like... You know, this is a world that necessarily everyone's been to and like, you know, they can see like this place and whatever um, in their own lives. But it has a familiar, I think, territory of of tone in the family dynamics. Um, if even if you are like an only child, but if, especially if you have siblings and, and you know, um, you grew up in like a bigger family and things like that. Um, it really captures um, that dynamic. Every character's personalities are different. You can tell like certain uh, of his siblings that have kids, like their kids are a little bit different from his own because of parenting styles perhaps. And the, the type of topics that each sibling of his talks about and sort of their type of um, characterization that they have is, is different from Dan's. And so it just really um i think speaks volumes to the writing of this film and that they're able to really capture like what a big family is like because you know he's not exactly like his siblings his siblings are not exactly like each other um they're all distinctly different but you can tell that they came from the same two parents that you know everyone's at the house visiting and so i really love it for that reason um and its ability to capture that very familiar family tone that's not like necessarily like g-rated type of tone it's just more like realistic it's like they talk about things that families in this situation that don't get to see each other all the time they would probably talk about and bring up and you know dan's getting questioned about his love life of course because you know he's been single for a while after his wife's death and the family seems to be really like invested in him finding somebody because they care about him and so these are of course um common conversations that can happen in a regular family additionally um like i've mentioned before the characterization um is very strong in this film um the characters each i think are very cleverly written and i really love when films have stars in the film that don't overpower the film steve carell i mean was was pretty was at the time i mean the office was really successful like while he made this film and then you have juliet binoche and then you have you know, dane cook of course was like huge at the time uh as a com comedian 
and it's like it almost was like they kind of sat on him or like okay the big stars of the film you're not going to be doing like your normal shtick um that you know would be what audiences expect of you you're actually going to be like really honing in on your each individual characters and i think those being the three main stars of the film they really do a good job of not playing into like for example like dane cook has kind of a character in his comedy acts he doesn't really play into that in this film he's like just the character he plays juliette binoche you know she has like a very um type character type that she often plays and, and she gets to kind of be that a little bit i mean it's kind of like that sort of charming um sort of romantic comedy style uh character and she gets to be that but she also gets to be a little bit more independent in this film which i like she does really carry her own in this film and and sort of like having that same charm but also being a character that like she's not really trying to please anybody you know like she's not it's not so much about her like necessarily trying to please the character of dane cook or steve carell it's more about like her um just navigating it herself as an individual in this situation as one could realistically try to do if this happened especially steve carell i think um i don't think it was i don't necessarily think it was a goal of his to prove like i can be like a serious actor i think it was just like maybe a different type of challenge for him because you know he's always played these sort of like over the top characters that like i mean especially in the office you know his character is very like just kind of like goofy and like um funny but like kind of a he kind of has like sort of a pathetic aspect to him that makes him likable um in this film it's more like he's playing a character that you like him because you can kind of like see what his situation is doing to him um and so with that i mean he really had to kind of like tone down sort of what what audiences i think expect of him and expect him to sort of be like this like over the top goofy like sort of slapsticky type of comedian and really like embrace this character who's this like journalist columnist writer for a newspaper like he's he's more eloquent in this film and he carries it very very well with all of that being said i really love the writing of this film that the characters that the actors rather get to to, to sort of embrace and and play out i think the writing of this film dan in real life is like it just it, again it has that sort of familiar tone it has like clever characters like this is a family that clearly comes from sort of like an educated background um they're it's they're really a lot of them are really smart a lot of them are really clever and sort of sarcastic and the the funny moments often come from just the dialogue but as the audience you know you're kind of required to sort of pay attention to read into what they're talking about to really get the joke it's not gonna necessarily hand feed you why this or that is funny it kind of just is because of you know why what, what it is that they're talking about or the situation and, and the conversation happening simultaneously. Another standout component of this film, and this again kind of alludes to why I wanted to talk about it during this week of Thanksgiving, is its sort of New England fall seasonal environment. We don't often, I think, get a lot of films like this that unless they're, it's like super on the nose about, okay, this is like a Thanksgiving or Christmas movie, um, which those are great too. This one is not necessarily that. It's just happens to be around like the season where like the leaves are kind of changing and it has sort of those warm orange and browns and really like maroonish colors, like kind of 
molded into the film uh, as far as scenery goes. And it just, it really just feels like a fall film to me. And I think as, as November kind of sort of came around, I knew I was going to talk about Dan in real life, but I felt like this would just be a perfect time to talk about it because it's one of those films that when like, especially November comes around, I'm like, I always watch it. I watch it like once a year at least because it just reminds me of fall. It reminds me of family and Thanksgiving and, and, and it's not like they have Thanksgiving in the film, but like their family does stuff together and participates in activities together that remind me of like stuff that like my own family would probably do or like similar things like, you know, playing games and just having conversations. And there's, there's moments, especially where, um, like the family kind of breaks off and like, they're like these, 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 uh, family members are in this area. Like the kids are playing outside. Like it's like all that kind of stuff that when you're catching up with your family, like you get to do. And, um, I think that this film really captures that well by, by being in this type of environment, like this, you know, really beautiful house, um, this sort of seascape oceany, like kind of lighthousey type of place and seasonally like kind of that fall sort of sweater weather type of season. So I just really love it for that reason. This could take place in any other time of the year, but I think it being in sort of that season, I think it works for it in this film since it captures, because you know, they're trying to capture sort of the idea of family and you know, catching up and that idea. And typically that's gonna happen more around like the holidays, but I don't think they wanted to be super on the nose about it by like I said like having it at like a particular holiday um so it was more just like a seasonal thing if that makes sense so yeah that's that's kind of uh I think the environment really does help this film in terms of standing out and uh again delivering that sort of essence of family and family interaction and sort of overcoming um you know the kind of stuff that Dan and this character Dan is going through so overall what makes it great just to kind of recap everything here like I said the performances of this film Dan in real life are really really good and I think that and it's not just like the three main people who I've spoken about but like even like the parents and like the siblings of him and like the the uh, nieces and nephews that he has and it's just every character there's all a whole bunch of standout characters in the film his daughters that they all sort of um, represent like sort of those typical characters or, or types of people you might have in your own family the way that they interact with each other is just very realistic like and I think that was just really well captured and performed in in this film where it's you're really just watching it happen I mean it's not about necessarily like it's trying to necessarily bring the audience in to sort of actively participate in what this family is going through what Dan's going through it's literally more just like you're just like how a movie is uh is is meant to work where you're just like watching this particular family go through this thing you know and having these interactions as, at the same time and I just think the performances um being what they are are very just very realistically um portrayed and I think that speaks volumes to the actors that is portraying them that's why it is done so well because this has sort of the makings of a rom-com like a romantic comedy and I just feel like it is it is a romantic comedy in a way but it avoids kind of the tropes of the romantic comedy it, it doesn't really play into like sort of obligatory or gratuitous things it's more sweet than that and I think that it's just a very quietly memorable film like it, it's just a film that like you know as I, I just I often think about because it just ha it captures again that sort of tone of that realistic tone of 
relationships and family interactions. I just think it really captures that really well. This film was um, directed and co-written by Peter Hedges, who also wrote um, the novel and the screenplay for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And when I found that out, I'm not surprised because like, I think that's another film. I mean, I'm sure I'll talk about that film down the line, but that is another film I think that really captures, a, a, again, a family and sort of the way that that particular family does things. And like, you're just kind of watching it happen. And so it doesn't surprise me that he's also co-written and directed this film because it has that sort of similar quality of um, just this is this family, this is their world, and we're just watching it happen. And like we're just getting sort of a, a seat at the table, um, you know, seeing these interactions and, and you know, him overcoming sort of the uh, love triangle and, his, you know, the death of his wife. I mean, there's a lot that this guy, this character is carrying of Dan in real life and um, we just you know get to kind of be there to see it happen in a very simplistic way. It is a very straightforward comedy but I do think that a lot of the comedic elements like I said really is about letting the writing speak for itself and I think that it's all I mean I would imagine I'm not sure of course because I wasn't there for the production but I would imagine that the actors kind of all sat around and, and maybe the director instructed them to really tone it down that this wasn't having that you're not having to really be like a larger than life character in this film that it's really more just about like family and it's about like having conversations with family um having you know serious happy difficult conversations and also with dan's character in particular it's just about him working through this this thing that just you know the death of his wife and sort of that loss and having to sort of raise three kids at the same time him having to do that at the same time is a lot for him and and we don't really get like a super explosive moment you know where he just kind of freaks out after everything's after he after dealing with all these things i find the way that he deals with it and the way that um it's sort of laid out for us as the audience with him and other characters i just think that it's a more realistic take on why or, or how that would go down whereas i think other comedy romantic comedy style dramedy whatever you want to call it in this uh, in the vein of this type of film, I think depending on who's handling it, it could kind of go south. It could kind of go for the sort of like tearjerker or it could like, which is kind of one extreme, or it could also go for the really like heavy handed sort of slapstick kind of element. Um, and then it, it avoids all of those things. Like it, it has really funny moments. Like there, there are like kind of laugh out loud moments um, in this film but it also has really sweet moments and it has really like it has just a charm to it that you're, you're like when I'm when I first saw it I remember kind of going huh like that's different for a film like they don't do that in movies anymore like that's weird but it was memorable and refreshing and charming for that reason and like I mentioned last week you know talking about Sander Lerke I mean it has this backdrop of his music as well that he composed for the film and like again i mentioned this last week i mean his his music also sort of captures um the situation and captures this environment you know to the nth degree and i think that they were really particular on it seems to me that at least that they were really particular on tone when it comes to dan in real life because it really does have one that is memorable and it's a it's a film that like similar to it's kind of weird for me um but it's like Similar to how the film is kind of about him and this family coming together like every year and you know having this interaction and staying and staying at the parents and you know visiting with everybody and all that 
I find myself kind of doing the same thing when I rewatch it. Like I'm like, oh, it's you know November. It's time to watch Dan in real life. Like I'm gonna go back and visit this family and watch you know this thing happen again. And so it really makes me want to do the same thing by having it done in the film as well. So that is going to wrap up episode 15 and all of that is why I know I love Dan in real life. If you've not seen the film, it is a really, really great film. And, you know, currently being the week of Thanksgiving and everything, it is the perfect time, I think, to watch this film um, as it just really has that same Thanksgiving fall seasonal charm that is the current season we're in. So until next week, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the I Know I Love Podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock, on Instagram at I Know I Love Podcast. Here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.